Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Keith McPherson on the fan cam to AM. Joining me right now, former Met, MLB Network correspondent, just a good guy and a good dad. It's Anthony Recker. What up, Rec? What up, Keith? How you doing, man? Great. Thanks for making the time. Thanks for, uh, you know, responding to my text. Thanks for being down to talk about some stuff. I'm going to throw you a curveball first off. Okay. Remember last year when you said uh, something that got obviously taken just out of context in terms about Alec Manoa? And I remember because I was actually watching the full show, but Twitter got a clip and some quotes and ran with it, and it became a whole thing about – uh, you know, Manoa's weight and all this other nonsense, but that wasn't what you were you were actually saying. And uh, Marcus Stroman popped up in that conversation, and I, I jumped in the conversation as well because I know Twitter is is fake. It's just a you know place for people to you know say mm-hmm. anything and do anything. And I was like, Rick, mm-hmm. you need some help. You need some help cooking these boys. I got your back. But you address Stro professionally and Alec Manoa professionally, and. Uh, you know, can we go back to that time? Did you end up talking to those talking to those guys offline? Like, how did that all get res- resolved? Yeah, yeah, I ended up talking to Alec. Um, we we text uh, a few times back and forth. Um, you know, it, it was just something that I, I I told him, like, you know, let's just bury it. It's not worth all this crap that's going on. Um, you know, it's not something that uh, I think it was taken a little bit differently than than it was meant. It was meant as, you know, I need to see more from you and I need to see if you can last. And, you know, uh, that's, I think that's something that you'd say about most pitchers. And unfortunately, it, you know, it got spun a different way and that's fine. It is what it is. Um, you know, but he, he handled it for the most part, you know, um, you know, and, and accepted, uh, you know, what I was trying to say to him. And, and we, you know, we moved on, we buried the hatchet as far as Stro never, uh, never addressed it with him. I never heard back from him after I, you know, messaged him. So, um, you know, you just kind of leave it at that. If uh, if you don't have the professional courtesy to to respond, then you just don't respond. You just pop off and and walk away. Then then that's what you do. So it is what it is. Yeah. So the thing about Stro is he's a he's Twitter fingers. He's a keyboard warrior, and he loves to block people. So I I actually had to tweet. You were professional. You're like, I'm not interested in Twitter battles or spreading hate. My words for Alec on TV weren't indicative of how I feel about him or what I truly was trying to say. I made a mistake. I would love to get in touch with him to personally solve this. No need to make it worse. Uh, Stro is an interesting cat. H- have you ever met him in person? Have you ever dealt with him in person? I don't think so. No, I've never dealt with him in person. Uh, obviously, covering the Mets a couple years ago with SNY, um, you know, had to had to cover him. 
but never got a chance to like, you know, interview him, talk to him. Um, you know, none of that stuff. I, I appreciate some of the things that he does as far as, um, you know, his workouts, the way he goes about his business. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's certainly some things that obviously I, I don't necessarily agree with. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we had the opportunity, I would be more than down to, to talk to him and, and, you know, talk about pitching, talk about baseball, talk about the shoe brand, whatever, like, doesn't matter, but, um, you know, haven't had that, that opportunity yet. No. Yeah. The, the past is in the past. And like I say, Twitter is not real life. It is a digital platform and a space where people can be what they want and say what they want. And they're not the same outside, but I actually did meet Marcus Stroman, uh, briefly in 2014 at the MLB fan cave. Uh, him and Kevin Gosman came there as two young AL East pitchers when Gosman was with the Orioles and yep. uh, Stro was with the Blue Jays. And they were both so young. He was quiet. He was humble. And he's he's a small guy. And his whole brand is um, height don't measure heart. And what I feel like is, you know, his height is one thing. But, man, as he got bigger and got the bag and got more notoriety – uh, his heart, man, he just started to, like, I don't know, just turn into a different character. He was quiet, as kept in the fan cave, very humble. But I think he started to really get opinionated and, and, and fight people. But, you know, I think that's part of growing up. I also think that's part of just, you know, being defensive. I don't want to say he's got a Napoleon complex, but kind of does. I think now, though, with the conversation shifting to him potentially joining the Yankees, all the stuff that he had to say on Twitter with Yankee fans or whatever, I don't think that matters I want to talk about him as a pitcher. I want to talk about him last year pitching for the Cubs. I thought he pitched well in the beginning of the season. He was, you know, getting talked about as an all-star. Um, the Black Aces is is the group of uh, black starting pitchers, specifically African-Americans. And I've gone back and forth with people about, like, Dominicans or Cubans or whatever. I'm a specifically yeah. African-American pitchers that have won 20 games. I've been rooting for Stroh to be the, the next guy in that, and I think he still has it in him. I think he can. What do you think about him as a pitcher, and do you think he can help the New York Yankees? I think he absolutely can help the Yankees. Um, I mean, if you look at his profile, he's a ground ball guy, right? I mean, his, his K rate at times in his career has gone up a little bit, um, you know, with the implementation of a splitter or a split changeup at times. You know, it's helped him a lot. But that sinker, splitty, slider, um, you know, he can mix in some other stuff. I, I like his repertoire in that stadium, um, you know, he's obviously done it in that, in that division before. So he's pitched in all those places. He's comfortable. He's been around this league for a really long time. Um, he's got a lot to offer as far as, and a lot of things to like about him as far as the way he goes about his business and the way he pitches just flat out. I mean, the dude can absolutely get you out. And that's the name of the game. It's not about striking everybody out. It's not about, um, you know, being the flashiest guy, which at times he can be, um, which is fine, but, when it all comes down to it is, can you get outs? Can you get me through six innings? Can you get me through seven innings? Can you, you know, supply innings, quality innings? And I, he can. He absolutely can. He's got to keep, um, you know, his mind on the field, I think, a little bit more often. Right. He's got to be able to focus. Is that going to be easy to do in, in, in Yankee Stadium, in pinstripes, um, on the biggest stage? I mean, he was a Met, which is obviously a big stage, um, and it, it, it didn't, it worked out at times, and at times it didn't. Um, and we saw that again last year in Chicago, a couple of years in Chicago. There's really, really good highs and, and really bad lows. I mean, last year's second half was was awful, um, and I think he would he would flat out admit that. I, I would imagine so. Um, you know, so I, it's one of those things where I think the amount of innings he can give you and the fact that they can be 
you know, quality to high quality. You're talking about a guy who, who should be able to post a, a three, five, I would say would be like my minimum expectation. Um, I, I, I would hope he wouldn't post a four. Um, if you could do that on this team and, and post those innings where you might have a guy like Rodam where you don't know what you're going to get again this year, um, you know, and do that behind Cole, I think that's huge. And I think that would be a great addition for this team. Yeah, I'm all for it. I've been on record this whole week saying I'm all for it, even in the beginning when they said it was rumors and that, you know, he was interested and then it came out that the Yankees were also interested. I I think that Stroman is someone they should pursue more so than a Trevor Bauer. Now, Trevor Bauer was actually sitting right here in the studio where I'm sitting right now. Um, Last Friday, he had an interview with BT and Sal, our our midday show, and it was a great interview. It was an hour long and he spoke – so much, and, and what I really took away from it, and I understand it right now, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you guys are enabling him, or you're giving him a platform, he's this, he's that. But, like, listen, this is a guy that is obviously trying to get back into baseball. And when I listen to him talk about baseball, he is a pitching savant, a baseball savant. You can tell he loves the game, and I think he's going to help a team. I think he's going to be able to pitch. He's a competitor. He said in here that he thinks he's one of the top 15 pitchers in the world right now coming from the Bay Stars in Japan. He thinks he's still one of the 15 best guys. What do you think about Bauer? Have you ever interacted with him? Have you ever been around him? Absolutely. Um, I was in spring training with the Cleveland Indians at the time, um, 2016. And uh, so I got, to, I got to know Trevor actually pretty well. Um, he is, like myself, a Duke fan, Duke basketball fan. So, you know, Duke, there were times. I, I was a Duke basketball training. fan. I'm I've kind What's of I, I was I grew up a Duke basketball fan okay. from from Hurley to uh, you know Reddick and those guys, but yep. I, I've kind of faded off. But I still know uh, this well. I, that's that's where we you know like spring training. That's a lot of uh, that's that time of year, right? Like the, the yeah March Madness basketball season's winding down. You got the March Madness starts during spring training. We actually did a huge um, you know type of. Uh, pool that I had never done before when I was with the, that that Indian team, um, where we like got to pick. Uh, I forget how we split up into like eight teams, and obviously at the time there were sixty four, or maybe there were sixty eight, but we we picked sixty four. So we got to pick eight teams each out of the our eighteen. Like like we made a team of players. So Brantley kind of recruited me. I was with him and and a couple other guys. I don't know if Bauer was in that or not, but we talked a lot of college basketball. And so, like, we kind of hit it off there. So I, I talked to, to Trev a lot. Um, then I've, I've interacted with him, um, or I had since, um, you know, especially when a lot of the stuff was going on in the players' union and they were having issues with the collective bargaining agreement. He was a guy that was very outspoken. So I was talking to him about what was going on and trying to figure out his point of view, other points of view. I knew people that were, you know, a part of the um, – uh, the players association and that we're at the you know executive level if you will so i was just trying to have conversations to understand things he's a very um when it comes to baseball when it comes to even things off the field he's he's very involved in what he does um he's very you, you call them a savant i would say he's not just a pitching savant he does it with a lot of different things um and and from that perspective i think in the clubhouse he was kind of looked at as an oddball but I understand that I was looked at that at some in some ways. Um, I didn't always, you know, go out and and party or or drink. I didn't, you know, like come back to the hotel and partake in any activities after games and stuff. Um, I kind of kept to myself a little bit more, so I I can understand that role. Uh, you know, as far as everything else that happened off the field, obviously it was terrible, and and he's trying to 
Um, you know, I, I don't his really image, make clear his name, get a really, job. He's trying to clear his name. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to get back into the game. Really, is what, you know, and and whether that's deserved or not, that's not my place. But um, you know, he's definitely a character that could help a team win, but is also there's going to be a lot of baggage that comes with him, and and we know that, and that's a part of it. And does any team want to take that on? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I. I don't think you know. If I'm pulling the strings, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't want that to be in my locker room and have my other players have to answer those questions or right. have to have him answer any of those questions. You know, throughout the course of the season. That said, you put him on the field. He's going to help you win. He is. Uh, I don't know if he's a top 15 pitcher in you know in the world right now, but he certainly is capable of of doing some good things. You know, on the mound in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I don't think he signs with the Mets or the Yankees. We've had the conversation, no. obviously, because he was physically here, and that's who's listening, Mets and Yankee fans. I think he may, if Rob Manfred you know, lets him back in the league, he may get a one-year deal with a smaller market team. I've jokingly said maybe he goes back to Cleveland or maybe he goes back to Cincinnati, teams like that that could use pitching. But I think the, the villains, the Astros, would be the ones to give him like a one-year, $8 million <laughs> deal, maybe even more than that. I just saw Imanaga got 13 Point five million a year coming from Japan. I'm like, how does Bauer not get you know a little bit more than than that? But um, you know, got to ask you about the Mets before we let you go. Yeah, you're a former Met. You were on SNY. I know you're keeping a close eye on what's going on in uh, the David Stearns era. And mm-hmm. I mean, just from last night to today, last night we get the report that the Mets have ten million dollars left to spend on a couple relievers, and then they're done. And it's it's January 10th. I feel like there's no reason to to even float that out. But I've been telling people, believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. Like, you know, they could be saying that that could be smoke and mirrors. So I want your opinion on the budget. I want want to ask you about that. But then also today we saw Harrison Bader and Luis Severino introduced two former Yankees literally from last year's terrible 82 and 80 season. Um, And then David Stern spoke. And, you know, a lot of Mets fans are uh, upset about him saying, yeah, you know, I want or I know you guys want everybody. But like this is a process and. You know, we want you guys to be passionate, but we got to make the right decisions. It's just a clear left turn from the Steve Cohen era. We're going to buy everybody. We've got the richest owner in the sport. We're going to get a World Series in five years. So how do you feel about the $10 million, and how do you feel about what uh, you know transpired today with the press conference with David Stearns? Yeah, look, I'm going to start by going back to, to Cohen's presser. You mentioned it a couple years ago when he took over. We want to win the championship within five years. I think he set out by hiring Buck Showalter, um, you know, by making the moves that he did, by signing guys, you know, like Scherzer, like Verlander, um, to, I mean, exorbitant amounts of money that was, uh, I mean, in my opinion, very ill-advised. Um, even at the time, I didn't get it. I didn't think it was the right thing to do. Um, I think he was shooting for exactly what he said. I think he was thinking, you know what, in the first – I'm going to say I think he had a three-year plan. Mm -hmm. I think it was I'm going to give Buck three years. I'm going to throw money at this problem for three years. I'm going to see if it helps us win some games and win some championships. Because you know what? If it doesn't, I'm still going to get the fans behind me. They're going to love me. So I've already won that battle. And then if we win a championship, yay, I'm going to make money. Even though I'm spending all this money, I'll probably make more money than I even spend. And then if we don't, I already have the fans. they're, they're, They're on my back now. I got them. Like, I got these guys, so now I can go from there and I can take a more deliberate approach 
try to, you know, build up an organization. And within those three years, they were probably expecting to acquire some talent and to build up the organization from the ground up, from the minor leagues up. And I think they tried to do that. I think they're in the process of that. And I think they just had to cut that three-year plan short because he realized during last season, just throwing money at it without doing it the right way is not going to work in baseball. We've seen it happen way too many times. Toronto, you know, about 10 years ago. Miami about, I don't know, what's 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen these teams try to buy championships. It doesn't work. So now fast forward to where we are now with David Stearns because the reality is he, you know, Steve had to pull the shoot and say, okay, this isn't working. we got to go a different route. I think he always wanted Stearns to be the guy to lead this organization. Now he's letting Stearns pull the strings. Uh, The Mets are still going to be involved in big-name free agents, big-money free agents. This is not – previous regimes where they're going to pass on guys just because it's a triple digit, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a, I should say a nine digit salary. Like, no, they're not going to pass on those guys, but they're going to make sure they get the right guys. Now. I think he learned his lesson signing guys for 40 plus million dollars a year that were, you know, past their prime. Verlander can still go out and I'm sure have a pretty good season this year, but past their prime and, and, injury possibilities and you know maybe guys have question marks as far as are they going to fit in the clubhouse maybe they have question marks as far as are they going to say the wrong thing in the media are they doing other things off the field you know they're going to do their homework and do their due diligence and make sure if they sign a big name guy a big money guy he's going to fit into this team and be a part of this city and do the right things and that's what they're looking for right now so they're just doing it a different way they're trying to build the organization up from the bottom up and do it with the right guys. And then for this season, unfortunately, they weren't able to get the two guys that they really wanted, right? Otani and Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. They, they missed on both for whatever reason. The Dodgers got both. It wasn't about money. I think it's going to be really hard to recruit guys to come to New York City with the way that things have evolved um, as a country, as uh, a priority for players. I think yeah. it's going to be really hard to recruit people here. Hence the Yankees trading for Juan Soto, right? Like it's hard for them to get every free agent they want now, even though they're the Yankees. I don't think we're in that place anymore. No, the guys where gotta want New York. They gotta specifically exactly. want to take on the challenge of living here, playing here, and dealing with everything that comes with it. Exactly. And I think that's that's gonna be more difficult than I think, you know, fans realize and fans are willing to accept. And so it's just about doing it in a different way. And I think for this year, for the 24 Mets, they, they weren't able to get their, their two big names that they wanted. And so they have to be basically content if they're going to show restraint and be that good organization that does things the right way. Okay, let's show some restraint. Let's not just go out and get the next guy and throw big money at it and hope it solves problems. Let's wait it out. So, I mean, are they punting on 24? I, look, this team as it stands right now, to me, is not a playoff team. I, I look at even just in the division – Obviously, the Braves are better. I think, obviously, the Phillies are better. So then it comes, okay, are, are the Marlins still a better team? Maybe. I mean, they lost Solaire, but this team, if they get one more big bat, if, you know, I, who knows if they will, but their starting pitching is elite. Can they get enough out of their bullpen, enough, out, enough runs scored? They might be a better team than the Mets right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to the Central, there are some teams trying to compete out of the Central that haven't been the last few years. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to be good. The Diamondbacks look very good, and they're trying to upgrade as well. Um, this team right now just doesn't seem like 
they're going to compete this year in any serious way. Could they sneak into a wild card? Sure. There's probably 12 teams right now out of the 15 in the NL that could sneak into a wild card or, or, or could, I should say could make the playoffs. So does that mean that the Mets are really trying to win a World Series? Absolutely not. Is that a bad thing? Not necessarily. You can't just do that every year and expect to be successful. We saw it last year. It did not work. In fact, it was the opposite of that. So they're trying to go about it the right way. They need time to build it up. It didn't work this year with their two big free agents. I think they're on the right track. It's just going to take time. And unfortunately, we live in a society where you don't have time for anything. Nobody has patience. So it's going to be a tough road. They just have to stay the course. Anthony Recker on the fan right now, former Met Rec. I'm about to let you go, but, man, I cannot wait to see the Cowboys take on the Niners. Y'all whooped yes. on us last yes. time. I, I know uh-huh. you're, you don't have a game this week, but I know you want that, too. I want to see the rematch, Dallas versus uh, 49ers in Santa Clara. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I think we've met a couple times the last few years in the postseason. Obviously, it's gone the Niners' way. It's It's been Look, the NFL season has been awesome, um, not just because I'm a Niners fan. It's just been a, you know, it, the, some of the primetime games have been garbage. But there are, some, there are some really good teams. I think the Bills are coming out of nowhere. I like the, where the Cowboys are at right now. The Eagles, obviously, not playing well is good news to me. I grew up in that area. I, I can't stand Philly fans. Um, so that, that's, that's been great to watch. <laughs> but the Lions, the Lions are back. Like, it's, it's going to be fun. I think, I think the NFL playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. And I, I definitely cannot wait to see. I hope to see uh, Cowboys Niners in a, in a big, big uh, NFC championship game. Cool, Rec. I'll catch you in uh, One Heart's Way in, in uh, Secaucus at the MLB Network building. I'm, I'm trying to get back in there, not so much to be on TV, but just to use the weight room. I love that gym in there. You know, I haven't even used it yet. I'm I know. I know you don't lift in there. In, I, 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 I lift in there every single time I get a chance. Kind of what, what, what my problem was because, you know, we'll be having to get mic'd up and, and get on set, and I'm still trying to get an extra <laughs> couple reps in. <laughs> See, this is my time now. I'm in my, I'm in my, I'm in my garage right now. I got my gym. I bought it during the pandemic, so mm-hmm. you know I got everything I need. So I do it all at home. Hey, ton of respect for you as a broadcaster, former player, and and really as a dad. My my son's nine months on Saturday, and uh, I I didn't really know what type of stuff you know the the dads were dealing with. Ton of respect for you as a father as well. Thanks for joining us tonight, Anthony Recker, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you, Keith. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.